It's episode 13 of Let's Geek About It, where Faris, Hannah, and Kevin will be discussing everything and all the new announcements about E3. That's going to be a bulk of the show. We also discuss A Quiet Place 2 and a hilarious new game that has just been announced. And welcome back to another very exciting episode of Let's Geek About It. It's Faris, Hannah, and Kevin, and E3 is going on today. Woohoo! What can we? What what do, what are the most things we're looking forward to from E3? Uh, big announcements were coming up actually. We're jumping right into it. So Summer Games Fest just finished right now and still going on as we speak. Like uh, a lot of people don't realize that this E3 is just not about Xbox, Ubisoft, Nintendo. There are also other smaller studios, which much smaller indie games that are coming out who don't have that much of attention. So if you really like E3. Definitely check out like the smaller channels as well because there are tons of games that are coming out as well. And but one of the biggest, main biggest announcements that came up uh, a couple of days ago was Elden Ring finally uh, got its reveal. Elden Ring is from the creators of Dark Souls. Oh, uh, not much is known. Our favorite game. Our favorite <laughs> game. But this is an open. Apparently, uh, if I'm, I might be wrong about this because we haven't seen too much about the game. Uh, it was written by George R R Martin. Oh, oh, now you've got me interested. So yeah. it's going to be really good at the start and then really bad at the end. Maybe. <laughs> maybe not. Maybe it might not even have an end. Who knows? <laughs> but, oh, um, it is uh, like a, it's, it's a Dark Souls. It's a Souls-like game, uh, supposedly open world. And it looks, uh, the bosses look absolutely phenomenal because they look uh, insanely tough. Well, that's not good, is it? Yeah, well, not for people, but people who love Dark, dark Souls-style games, absolutely. Yeah. so down for Not this. us. <laughs> so, this year, E3, is it streaming? It's streaming, yeah. Uh, I believe they do have in-person stuff happening in the US, but it's very local to them. Yeah. Because, again, uh, flights are not allowed certain, from certain countries and stuff like that, right? So, uh, what's going to happen today? Today is Ubisoft's uh, and Devolver Digital's... Uh, Today's Saturday. Yeah. Today's Saturday, so Ubisoft is having its... Uh, E3 in, a, in about 10 hours. So the fun fact, like I think I should tell people about this. So Devolver Digital are known as the trolls of the gaming world. Yeah. If you haven't seen their conferences before, they do a real big song and dance about how E3 is this huge consumer thing that's just killing people in real life. Mm. And that's, that's Devolver's thing. But Devolver actually has a studio make great games as well. So Ubisoft's conference is called Ubisoft Forward. Devolver is right after them. So they decided to like take it away from them so they call it Devolver Forwarder. <laughs> <laughs> so it's just that's just that's just the way they troll uh, studios and they, they all made it in good fun. Uh, but Xbox definitely things to look forward to because uh, we're going to see uh, Bethesda Games now owned by Microsoft. Really? Oh, I didn't know that. Yeah, they got acquired. So, uh, Do you think there's any chance that in this E3 they will say anything about Elder Scrolls That's what I was going to get to. So we might actually see something yeah. We saw a, tra- a teaser last year. Because all we know is that they're making something. Yeah. Yeah. That's and all we They're know. making two games. Uh, Starfield is one of them. It's supposed to be like an open world space game. Nice. Like uh, Mass Effect? Like Skyrim Something or like that. Fallout. Yeah. yeah. That's what they're going for. So Bethesda games, as we all know, are known for making <laughs> finished products. Mm-hmm. Yeah. But uh, with the Microsoft acquisition, people are hoping that Let's face it, like Fallout 4 as a story game was great. It's amazing Fallout 4. It was good. Uh, Skyrim, of course. Skyrim Uh, is probably the best game ever made. Yeah. Really? Probably. Yeah, probably. For me, it's like in my ability, it's up there. The Witcher, Mass Effect, Skyrim are in my top three list, always, consistently. I like that. Yeah, I'd say... I I wholeheartedly disagree. Speaking of The Witcher, Netflix now has a gaming division. 
for some reason. Yeah, what is this? What? So they're trying to like import a lot. They've seen a lot of success with The Witcher. They have seen success with Dota as a show. So they made some recent tie-ups with Ubisoft. There's a Far Cry Blood Dragon TV show coming out. Nice. Uh, there's one for Cuphead. Oh Cup- my gosh! Cuphead's getting an I'd, animated series drawn even? in the style I'd, of the game. I'd much rather watch Cuphead than play Cuphead. Let's put yeah. it that way. So Cuphead's gonna have an old-timey cartoon series coming but out on the Netflix. What's the premise gonna be like? Uh, nobody knows. So that's the thing. And then okay. they have Splinter Cell. Remember Splinter Cell? Yeah, that was so long ago. Yeah, so Splinter Cell is that a Tom Clancy game? Yeah, it's a Tom Clancy game. That's also getting its own animated uh, series as Wait, well. Wait, so that started as a book, went to a game, it's coming back to TV, like yeah, it's coming as an animated series. So Netflix, animated. so Netflix is doing a lot of these things where they're trying to get, get a lot of video game media into other media as well. Which, I mean, it's smart, isn't it? Because yeah. people like us are going to watch it. Yeah, it's very smart. Yeah, exactly. And not and if we make enough buzz and noise about us, everyone else will. Like The Witcher, Which, for example. Let's face it, yeah. we will, of course. Yeah. Like, remember when The Witcher first came out and they were like, no, he looks like shit. And uh, Who said that? No, a lot of the initial production scenes which had uh, Henry Cavill on. He did look a bit funny in like the teasers. Yeah, but a lot of people didn't what? realize that that's how they look before they go on the screen. That that's, This is just like a pre-production shot and everything. Oh and also, I, I think, think he looks majestic. But I think people were annoyed that uh, he didn't have a beard and uh, the, the Geralt of Rivia in the books does not have a beard. The Geralt yeah. of Rivia so just in the, the games. Shot. So Ger- yeah, so Ger- I read the books. Ger- the books. The Witcher book series are a bunch of short stories. Yeah, I know. I've a lot of people don't realize this as well. And they followed that as a source material, not the games. Yeah. Which I thought, I first thought, uh, would that be work? It did. Yeah. It, it did, worked wonderfully. It was, it was a little confusing with the timey-wimey element because yeah, it's but, confusing. So this takes place right before the games, the yeah. story that's going on right now. Yeah. So uh, one thing I had massive trust in is that Henry Cavill's a gamer. He knows these stories. He yeah, knows he what he's doing. Yeah, he probably played the game like crazy before yeah, like, even being cast. He's a WoW player. He plays a lot of this. And uh, Oh, I and, love we're talking and about now, Henry Cavill. And, uh, and uh, I think there was a rumor not too long ago, I think three months ago, where he was like, he had a pre-production script and he was it was all censored out, but someone uncensored it Yeah, with that little software you can reverse the uh, blurring. Oh, cool. It had the word Mass Effect on it. <gasps> Ooh. So uh, Ooh. I do believe that Mass Effect as a TV series, for me, in my opinion, works. Yeah. I mean, um, isn't Mass Effect basically going to be The Expanse? Like, But better. I don't know. That's a pretty tough ask. I mean, if Henry Cavill is Captain Shepard, please. Yeah, but is that good? Yeah, of course it is. Do we want to see Ken- Henry Cavill as literally everything? Yes, please. <laughs> yes. You don't seem to mind? <laughs> no. Yeah, just he's, Henry Cavill as everything. But he's an amazing actor. Is he? Yes. Is he? Yeah. Or is he just he's good, good looking and loud. nerdy? Well, what? yes. He's Superman, come on. Yeah, I know. But he's good looking and, and nerdy too. And as far as I'm concerned, that was enough. <laughs> really? Do you not like him as the Witcher? No, he did, he did a good job as a Witcher. But now, uh, Shepard, Shepard, I never... Henry Cavill is a beautiful man. He's the mm. perfect example of the male specimen, mm. which I never saw Commander Shepard as. Hmm. You know? Interesting point. You had to woo the women that you... Or the, or the characters that anyway. you, you romanced in game. Whereas I don't think Henry Cavill really needs to work uh, for no, it. No, he doesn't have to work. <laughs> he just turns up and there he is. Yeah, yeah. But, but here's the thing. It's not confirmed. So let's wait and see. Yeah. Mm, so, Kevin, mm. I want to know about the Nintendo part of E3. When is Nintendo? You're going to have to wait for that. <laughs> three days. <laughs> three days? It's in three days, unfortunately. Well, I haven't got time to wait for that. I want to watch it now. Didn't you say you had a lot of work to do? Yeah, but anyway. Well, isn't it good that it's in three days? You can do your work now. <laughs> so, 
what's coming up with Nintendo? Please? Breath of the Wild 2, for sure. Uh, when, 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 is, when is it expected to be released, this game? <sighs> yeah, it's Breath of the Wild out. 2 is going to be a 2022 release, for sure. 2022? I thought it was going to be this year. Uh, no, they doing, haven't really put a date attached this. year, this. they're doing Skyward Sword, aren't they, as their kind oh, of like, right. big um, ticket earner. However, we've do- we talked about this on, on the station before. Yeah. On our, on our radio show. But uh, the Nintendo Switch Pro uh, quote unquote that's the working title mm. is a new piece of hardware coming out mm. for the next generation of Nintendo Switch which will give supposedly 4K60 oh I don't care about that Yo, you should you should care imagine, about that it's a handheld device it it's gives a you handheld 4K. device and then on, I no, can't imagine see 4K play, no playing Breath of the it's important because when you're playing Breath of the Wild 2 on your TV you want it to look amazing my TV, yeah, okay. Get a better TV. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, so the say. fact that Nintendo Switch Pro will be going toe-to-toe in terms of graphic quality against the Xbox and PlayStation, although they don't even consider these two consoles in their own competitive market at no, all. definitely not. Yeah. Like, Nintendo are the kind of gaming company that doesn't even look at competition. They make quality games for families and for, like, the single-player story experiences. That's what I think. Yeah. And, uh... The fact that a lot of these announcements around Nintendo are being way more exciting. Because Xbox, again, we have a lot of games coming to Game Pass. I don't know if anyone has tried out Game Pass on is PC. That, is that like... Uh, it's a subscription service. Subscription, you oh. get games. Yeah. yeah, but I think it's amazing value because uh, we're paying the equivalent of 45 to 50 dirhams a month. Yeah. But you have over... F- 500 games. Yeah. That does seem quite cheap. That's yeah. for people that play a lot of games. If you're not playing games so, every day, yeah. there's an issue. Exactly. So if you think about PlayStation as these exclusive titles, these fancy titles that you're playing on, on yeah. PS5, that's cinema. That's gaming cinema for you. Yeah. Because they're extremely uh, exclusive like, um, big stuff. big experiences. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. In fact, uh, PlayStation, fun fact, because uh, we all talk about crossplay, about the ability to play with our friends on console, on PC, whatever. Yeah, it's so If nice. you want to do it on PlayStation, you have to... Gaming companies have to pay play PlayStation a million dollars a month just to do that a feature. So naturally, they will not. Yeah. You know, but I mean, they should be making it more inclusive so that you, you can think, play with right? They literally call for the players. That's the hash. That's a slogan. Yeah. And PlayStation for the players. But but, the not, way, is, but it? is it? Is it PlayStation for the accountants? <laughs> <laughs> but. As a company, they're supposed to make money, and I get it. That's what they're designed to do. No, yeah, no, I get that. But, but like, also, they should be thinking about how they can make it a better experience for people as well. Because, yeah. ultimately, if not, you're going to think, oh, forget that, I'm going to go to PC. Or- yeah, but here's the thing, though. So, PlayStation games, like, Days Gone, I yeah. don't know if you know Days Gone, came out on PC last week, Yeah, in fact. Uh, in fact, that Sony games on Horizon Zero Dawn is a very good example. Like, they know that there's a money in the PC market. They get the money either way. Yeah. And but they're making it expensive. Yeah, that's the thing. Like, but yeah, that makes you're sense, pay, You're paying full price for a game that's years old, which is what Xbox if Sony, said. If Sony's making a game yeah. and they allow it to be bought everywhere, then what is the point? Are why Sony, would people buy, it? buy Why would people buy the PlayStation 5? Se- well, right. Right. Case in point, Ratchet & Clank uh, Rift Apart came out just two days ago. Yeah. Uh, I had a fair bit of time on it. I don't even have the PS5. I had it on my friend's console. Oh, have you played it? I played a very short amount of it. Yeah. Because uh, I didn't have my own PS5 to review this. Yeah. So I finally got a friend's PS5 to be, like, to borrow them and basically play it. It is a phenomenal game. Is it? It looks fantastic. Like, this is a couch experience. The, mm. Like, I don't know if you ever played Ratchet & Clank. Ever. Yeah, I did. No. Yeah. Um, but, Hannah, like, it, the whole point is, like, imagine a Ratchet & Clank game but it looks like an animation, like an anime. You're playing a movie. 
because there's no loading time. Everything runs seamlessly. Yeah. Everything from level design to character design to all these things is great, and they can only enjoy this on a PlayStation Five hardware. It's not PlayStation Four game, by the way. I heard something yeah. about this game that you are able to rift things, teleport yeah. things from other games that you That's own. That's the loading. Can you explain that? What does that mean? So basically, uh, if you want to jump from platform like a level to level, yeah. What happens in the case of, of Ratchet and Clank Rift Apart is that a cutscene is happening. Yeah. It's an animation. It's actually a story contextual uh, thing. But there are different parts in the game itself where you have to teleport to another platform. Yeah. All you have to do is pull the rift towards you. So how the animation works is you're standing here, platform is there, and obviously I'm, we're doing this in a podcast so people can't hear it, but if you watch the YouTube video, you grab that little dimensional portal and pull it towards you. Yeah. That's how the loading happens. Okay. Ah. So technically, the animation assets and all that, it's just like, you're just being pulled towards you. Okay. Not you going to them. You're pulling it to you. Okay. So you technically don't move. Yeah, but I uh, I saw something that you can bring in elements of other games you own. Yeah. So, fun fact, and this is something that was very cool about it. There's a gun called the Rhino 8. Okay. Which brings in weapons and other things from other PlayStation games. Okay. You can technically, because it's a dimensional thing, Yeah, you can technically bring the dinosaurs from, I don't know the exact name of that, that, that creature, from Horizon Zero Dawn. Nice. Can, it'll be like a creature that you can fight in-game. If you own, if you own Horizon no, Zero it, Dawn. It's all, even if you don't own them, it's okay. basically bringing, it's, it's a dimension gun, so it basically brings okay, things okay, from okay. other dimensions. Okay. You can cool. bring the jeep from Uncharted or something like that. Cool. I, I haven't even reached, if you don't own Uncharted, yeah. You, okay, okay. Yeah, basically, it doesn't have to be like you own this, but Insomnia games have done like such a great job, which is why coming to E3 again, PlayStation are not at E3. They never, they they haven't been for some time now. And they why have is that? they have their own event called State of Play where they release every quarter of video of what's going on with them. That's how big they've become. Like they've literally become the apple of gaming in that sense because they're like we don't need to do any of this stuff yeah but it's part of the community e3 isn't it that kind of no not really like, anymore no it is it kind of bugs me that they think so, oh we're too good for e3 that's the thing that's how playstation are going with their model because well, they're ex- I mean, the exclusivity that's the thing yeah I don't, if you are part of the exclusive click I don't you like want to be a part yeah but that's how corporations work if xbox if xbox were in that position they'd behave the same way why did Nintendo not behave in that way? Nintendo do behave in that way. Not really. Uh, first of all, Nintendo treat video games like toy. Like, a toy, like Nintendo is a toy company. Yeah. They treat their games. They go. They have the some of the most strongest lawyers. They hate modding. They go after anyone who tries to emulate their games. Sorry, Hannah. I'm just putting you down. When you say <laughs> you love Nintendo so much, I do love Nintendo. But Nintendo make great games, but they also are not open to innovation that much. From other people, they're, other yeah. people. they're open to their own innovation. There you I th- go. I think it's the most innovative com- video game company yeah. that exists. Yeah, because they're not like they they basically have stayed alive for so long. Like imagine where Sega is right they're now. They're not just staying alive; they're thriving. Yeah, they yeah. they reinvented the the console anyway from the very be- the dawn time. of gaming in an <laughs> age between where you could not get an Xbox Series X, a PC, or a PlayStation 5, uh, you can get a Nintendo Switch. And it had almost, like, games that you can enjoy. Yeah. Like, yeah. a ton of them. But what I'm saying is they still have a day at E3. They still want to be do. part of the gaming community. Yeah. They be- don't... Yeah, but know. it has to be their own day. It has to be their own day. And rightly so. They've got a lot <laughs> to do and talk about. Yeah. Now, but tell me more about it, Kevin. What are they bringing to I me this year? I can't tell you more than I already have revealed. Aww. Sorry. Do you know more that you're not telling us? Yeah, I do. Oh, 
Oh, come on. Come on. Just Give a it little up. bit. No. Give it up. Come this on. is a very public podcast. Tell heard by a lot of people. It's not heard by that many people. Tell me something about... <laughs> it's heard by at least... Uh, Tell me something about the new Pokemon games. Just a little 30 to 50 people. You'll see it. Don't worry. Tell us about the new Pokemon game. Come, come on. We need it. No. We need it. No. Give it to us. New. Give it to me, Kevin. New. <laughs> <laughs> Doesn't work that way, Faris. Uh, well, is that everything you're going to say about E3? Uh, also, we're going to see more Far Cry 6, which is coming out uh, later this year. Very cool. Does that come with some more Tomb Raider? Uh, we are not sure, but I don't think Tomb Raider is going to make an appearance at this E3. Okay. But we, got, we are going to see a lot more of Final Fantasy, though. Oh, crikey. Are you, are you excited for that? No. Integrate is coming up. Uh, her her husband does <laughs> not stop talking about Final Fantasy. Really? Well... <laughs> Yeah, he does that, like I'm Square yeah. Enix has E3 is coming. Uh, Square Enix is Capcom as well. So, a lot of uh, stuff. What day is that? Square Enix, I believe, is day after tomorrow. Um, but Xbox cool. is the one to look forward to right now. Yeah. In the grand scheme of things. Next week, shall we have your G Dog, your husband, come on to the podcast? We can see what his schedule looks like. <laughs> But yeah, that's what I've been geeking about. I know we've taken a bulk off the podcast today. But I mean, it's gaming. very important. It's hugely yeah, important it to is. the yeah. community. I, I haven't been geeking about much, but uh, the other day... You were playing It Takes Two, though. I was playing It Takes Two, yeah. I played Takes Two. I did a, a couple stream with my girlfriend, and we played It Takes Two. And you had watched it. it. How was it? That was quite nice. Uh, yeah. Me and Marsha were taking notes on how we uh, played better than you. <laughs> How'd you play better than us? We finished everything way quicker than it took. Did you? Were you playing on a big screen? No. Oh. We were playing on my monitor, which is even smaller. You were playing on the TV, right? No, I was playing on a monitor, a yeah, small monitor. That's not, that within OBS, that it was even smaller. That doesn't factor in. The fact that people were like stressing out on your chat because you couldn't see obvious things in the game, Paris. Were you, were you streaming while you did it? I actually streamed right after. Right after. It's yeah. very difficult to think and stream at the same time. That's all I'm going to say. It's very, I'm trying to keep up with the chat and trying to focus on the game. It's tough. But, you know, and I will stressful. say about Ferris not noticing things. I play D and D with Ferris, and he doesn't always notice. No, no, no. But it's but I, I, like I said we discussed about it takes two already quite some time back in the previous podcast. But it was so nice to see you play it. Yeah, because it's it a great game. It technically is, if you think about it, actual couples therapy because it puts you in very difficult situations. Which brings us to Hannah. Uh, do, you, do, you have, do you have PlayStation and two controllers? We do. Actually, you should yeah. get it takes two because I know that you well, and your you and your husband like to. I I. I purchase everything online you know me I don't get CDs um, so yeah but uh, yeah you should get it because it's fun and sure. it, you like to play games together we do we play a lot of games together yeah so yeah. I think it's a very good one because you have you have to it has to be both of you yeah you can't one person can't carry the right. team do you know what well I mean yeah sure <laughs> cool I will investigate and uh, in the last podcast you were talking about Palia which yeah. is like uh, it's supposed to be a cross between Animal Crossing and or, uh, Animal Crossing uh Stardew Valley, and it's an animal. Well, we had listener Sangeeth get in touch, and he wanted to bring us aware of Pal World. What do you know about Pal World? Not much. Apparently, Pal World is a completely different developer, completely separate from Pally, a completely different thing, and the trailer is one of the funniest things that I've seen. Really? Because What, what is it? What's even the... What I don't it? really get the premise. I'm going to Google it now. Uh, but the idea is it's similar to Pally. It's like... It, so why do it's we? It's kind of like Animal Crossing, where you build villages and it shows really nice fields, and then it shows another scene where you're flying on an eagle, shooting people in the face. It's very violent, but very calm and Animal Crossingly, crossingy at the same time. That sounds like an oxymoron, and to be honest with you. You know how survival game. Yeah, you know how in a lot of games you can get like villagers and different things to do things for you, collect and harvest. Yeah, lovely. In this, apparently, you can enslave things. 
Oh, now I'm so listening. you can gre- get these like little Pokemon type creatures and enslave them and no. put them in in, in sweat camps and internment no, camps. I'm sorry, that and is have so them do horrible. the job for you. And yeah, I think I'm seeing an article here that is describing it as new Pokemon clone pal world. Uh, um, I, yeah, I don't think I like the idea of this game. It's, yeah, it's it's really cute, really adorable. Oh my lord! <laughs> with all these Pokemon type creatures in it, but it's really insidious, and you can really enslave them, and it's 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 nuts, and a lot of people no. can't believe it's real. Kevin's just showed me a video with little animals, <laughs> little animals like in a cage. Oh my yeah. word! Oh no! You can enslave them. Peter's gonna, the, gonna have a field day with this game. They've got them. They've got them on like a little assembly line. Yeah, exactly. Making Making weapons and oh exactly, no. and you get you get guns and you're just shooting people in the face no. and yeah, it, it combines cute and weird, cute and disturbing very very well. I think. Let's see the Steam description. Factory and automation gameplay with the developers explaining that it is essential for automation to let pals do the manual work, build a factory, and place pals in it. They will work forever as long as they're fed until the end of oh their life. Oh my <laughs> god. <laughs> It is all. Uh, so you basically no. collect pals, which are the Pokemon of this game, and and force them into subservience. So the release date twenty twenty two. Listen, we're all upset oh, about shocking. this. We're all upset about this, but isn't it isn't it real life? It is. Isn't it real life? Look, if you the look developers, at the trailer, if the developers are, they clearly look like they are in a, in on the joke, and they're making this whole satire thing as a commentary I, on on Pokemon. I'm for it. No, no, I think it's a, a commentary on. Society. Society itself. Yeah, but like we, we, we live vegan, in a society. I can take the high road on this one. Yeah, like like I said, isn't it true of life that because in in the thing you see like they're being really cute, petting their dog by the fire and stuff. Well, yeah. we treat dogs really nicely. Yeah. But then the cows and the sheep yeah. and the and the and the that's donkeys. That's what I'm thinking. They, okay, no, that's genius. Honestly, like uh, I actually now we've thought it through. I think it's quite a clever idea. Yeah, and I really want to play it. It looks good. It looks hilarious. <laughs> Sorry. I wonder if they will put like bolt guns through the little pals' heads. Maybe, yeah. No, I, I saw a scene in the trailer where the, the player's getting attacked by some people and he picks up a sheep Pokemon, a sheep pal, yeah. and uses it as a, a shield. <laughs> so they shoot the sheep instead of him. Oh, I have some real problems with this. He's still going to play it. I'm not. It I mean, what dreadful. if you what if you have an Animal Crossing crossover DLC and then you can take Chub? <gasps> oh <laughs> my God, Chub! Chub. Use it as a battering ram. Oh rat. my God, my little Chub! <laughs> but oh it's cool. God. I like the idea. It's like because I was playing Animal Crossing and I was like, wouldn't it be cool if you could just like do whatever you wanted with these villagers, like kill them, uh, enslave them, uh, start an assembly that. line? It's like it'd be interesting if it was a if it was an option and someone's gone and made it. I mean, to be fair, I would like to put my villagers in my little shops that I've made because I've made little shops all over my island. Yeah. That would be nice. Yeah. But uh, and Force like... them into where they, you want them to be. No, I'd just let them visit the shops and buy a little cup of tea or buy some pizza from my pizza shop. Or make a Tom goes to court for fraud DLC. Yeah. <laughs> oh, yeah, yeah, now that one I'm on to, yeah, for sure. <laughs> all right, so moving on from Pal World. Thank you, Sengith, for bringing that to our attention. Uh, I watched A Quiet Place 2 the other day. Yep. Thanks to Kevin, who uh, invited me there, but Kevin himself didn't go because he's scared of scary films. Oh, oh. wait, how come he didn't invite me? I actually me? saw it, by the way. Huh? I saw it. You saw A Quiet Place 2? I saw it, yeah. Um, how? Um, um, In the privacy of uh, four walls and uh, with a blankie are... and a, a water bottle and in in, in broad daylight <laughs> yeah have you have you seen a quiet place one no Hannah. oh no you, no i haven't but i know what it's about and it sounds horrific yeah obviously no spoilers it's a uh, it's a pre- the premise is a family trying to survive in a world where they're being hunted by monsters or aliens or whatever they are that only have a sense of se- uh, hearing 
uh, and uh, have no other senses, so they can't make any noise. And Sounds it's awful. The, uh, a Quiet Place One, I felt, was very horror. It was yeah. very creepy because they used silence very well because it was silent throughout, apart from a little bit of background music. And very was anybody talking? Mm. No, they were like, using sign language the no whole time. No whispering. No whispering. I mean, the, that the, must be bloody brilliant if you're an actor the, and you don't have on, to learn a script. Yeah. No, it was depending on the situation. But you have to learn sign language. They all have to learn sign language. It's tough. Uh, oh, was it real, real Yeah, sign? so they used real sign okay, language. Okay, uh, and then they would be able to speak to each other in certain scenarios if they were next to a river or a waterfall. Oh. Or something that is making more noise than that. Did it them. just focus on one family, or did it like? It snap focused into... on one family. Okay. Yeah. But the whole world was silent. Yeah. It was. It was very. That that film was very creepy because we didn't know what these monsters are. We didn't know what they did. This family was very much at the mercy of these aliens, and it reminded me a bit about the first purge. Yeah. Yeah. The first purge was uh, them in a house being purged. Yeah. Right. And then dreadful. in Purge Two and Purge Election Day, it shows the wider yeah, yeah, scene yeah. of the purge. New purge coming out, by the way. Yeah. Purge the, forever. The, the forever purge. The forever purge. Yeah. Purge forever. Where it's not just for twenty four hours. It's constant. That's it? Yeah. It's yeah. I mean, it permanent. Sounds, um, sounds great. Yeah. <laughs> I can't wait to see it. <laughs> but yeah, uh, the A Quiet Place Two. I was expecting the same kind of thing. I'd say it was more action, more action packed, less silent. Okay, and it introduces that, Cillian Murphy, who's a great actor, obviously. Is that is that the they guy are from... going towards the horror action genre? Now. Is Cillian? Yeah. I will agree with that. Cillian yeah. Murphy's the guy from um, Batman. That... No, that Dark Knight. Sh- no, the British Peaky one. Peaky Blinders. Peaky Blinders. Yes, yeah. him. Yeah yeah yeah, 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 yeah. So he's in that. Uh, he he makes an appearance in that. He makes an appearance for a lot of the film. And yeah, it's sort of more taking the fight to the monsters. It shows us what hap- how the monsters got there and the 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 initial carnage the initial apocalypse day mm. and everything. So it was interesting, but it wasn't as creepy. It wasn't a creepy film. It is wasn't it a horror. The it was no. more thriller action. It's out in theaters. The premiere The premiere was on Friday. But it is okay. scary, though. Or Wednesday, sorry. Yeah, so, okay. Yeah, it, it is, is scary. It is scary. Probably not for me. We jumped a few times, yeah. Oh, God. Okay, cool. Cool, cool, cool. Yeah, I found it a lot scarier than The Conjuring. Huh. Yeah. The Conjuring, which is classified as a horror. But you just said it was an action film. The Conjuring? No, this... Uh... This thing, yeah, but it was scarier. Okay. It was an action film, but it was scarier. Because you're scared every time anyone makes a noise. Right, If yeah. someone in the show makes a noise, you're just like, oh my God, they made a noise. What's going to happen? <laughs> and then and then the thing happens. Yeah. Like I said, I'm trying uh, not to spoil it. The thing. I don't even want to I'll know. tell you one thing, and I don't think this is a spoiler. What I found a bit annoying about the monsters, they really made me angry. Those monsters. <laughs> and I, no, I'll tell you what. I don't. I don't usually get angry at monsters or aliens or like zombies because zombies. It's all they is. They come and they eat you. They're hungry. They want to eat They're your just brain. Just living right? their best life. No, they want to yeah. eat your brain. These things. They hear a noise and they just come bounding in and just start stabbing and murdering. And they don't seem to eat anything they kill. They're just there to kill, and it's really annoying. Mindless. What's the mo? Like, of what the is the point of their violence? It's like, oh, they've made a noise. Let me guess. They're gonna come and be all rah, 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 and start oh, killing, and then they do, and it's really predictable and it's really annoying. Yeah. Is there no insight into what? I have no them? idea why they are killing every every yeah. human that they see. Uh, not see every human that they hear because they don't seem to eat them. Maybe their way of hunting is to kill everything in the vicinity and then eat it, and they don't show that. But I don't know why they have teeth. Mm-hmm. I don't. I don't see the point of them. Yeah. They made me angry. And what do they eat? I don't like mindless violence. I don't know what they eat. There was not nearly enough explanation as to what they are and what their motivation yeah, is. Yeah, you've absolutely not sold this film to me. I shall not be watching it. <laughs> you should see it. It's really good. It's good. Oh, thanks. No, I think I think you'd like it. I think you'd like a, a Quiet Place one definitely, and that will make you want to watch a Quiet Place two. Mm-hmm. My girlfriend loved it. She wants to. She said as soon as she gets home, she's going to start googling background lore, uh, fan theories, all that stuff. Okay. 
Okay, okay. It is good. Okay. Yeah. Now, speaking of good, this week, my class at school have been introduced into the world of Indigo League. Pokemon Indigo League? They're absolutely obsessed. Do they like it? No, I tried to rewatch it. It's a bit dated. No, it's amazing. Because it's so hot in Dubai right now, the kids can't go outside at playtime yeah. to have a little run around. So i got to occupy these little whippersnappers. Fight club. We didn't do fight club. No, you should. We didn't. <laughs> <laughs> but instead, I've... Uh, put... Well, there is the first two rules, obviously. So even if you were doing a fight club, you wouldn't well, be able I'm, to tell us. I mean, right. So, yeah. you know. Mm. But yeah, so they've been loving Indigo League and it's really magical for me to rewatch it. And I think it has aged... Nicely, actually. Really? Considering that Ash Ketchum yeah. hasn't aged. <laughs> oh, oh, bless him. There's an explanation, by the way, as to why Ash Ketchum hasn't no, aged. No, we, we did talk about this, right? We because spoke about this on the he podcast. wished that he was going to be a Pokemon trader forever. In the very first episode, yeah. he sees yeah. the legendary Pokemon Ho-Oh, which is said to grant wishes, so he yeah. probably wished that he could be a Pokemon trainer forever, exactly. and here we are now. And here we are now. I do have some correspondence. Oh, did we nice. just get a letter? We just got a letter. We just got a letter. Let's see who it is. This is uh, some critique about uh, Kevin. Yes, we don't usually get critique of Kevin, do we? It's always critique of me or or you and never Kevin, but here we go. We got a message from Firas, and this is in regards to, uh, we were talking last episode about my new VR headset. I got the Oculus Quest 2, uh, which I was very happy about, and Kevin was like, that's rubbish. (laughs) You said it's no good. You said I should have got an HTC Vive. Yes, and I you said, did. And I said, an HTC Vive is a wired device and it's 6,000 dirhams. And you said, not the old HTC Vive. And I said, I don't want the old one. I want I want, I want, want a new one. And you were like, it's better than the Oculus Quest 2. Firas says, uh, also to reassure you, HTC Vive is not more advanced than the Oculus Quest 2. Your Quest has a higher refresh rate, higher resolution. The one thing that the Vive has over the Quest is room scale tracking. What do you say to that, Kevin? Can I just point out Kevin's facial expression? (laughs) It's magical. Magic. What do you say to that? I'm in complete agreement. Okay, so uh, I don't know, because last last week you were all... uh... I maintain that uh, any Facebook hardware is still poop. But, uh, no, he's right. Do you just not like Zuckerberg? Is that it? Do you uh, not, just it, yeah. You just don't like Facebook? No. <laughs> Can't be going and making grand declarations on this podcast just because you don't like Zuckerberg. I don't like him. Nobody likes him. Yeah, but, but the Oculus Quest, it does what... It really reminded <laughs> me of a Mac product. So here's the thing, right? Because you gave greater context to this thing not on the podcast. And yeah. It made much more sense to me. Uh, you don't have the best hardware for PC right now. I mean, I have a not, not, not Yeah, not your fault because yeah. of whatever's going on right now. You have a rabbit. Yeah, two rabbits. Two. Yeah, double the rabbits. Yeah. And it, it's not nice to play VR with a wired headset. That's true. It's not fun because you, you keep getting tangled up in it. And it's just, I actually stand corrected. Ferris is actually very much right on this because even though uh, the Vive has a certain big feature, that I, really like, I like room scale tracking. I don't. What does that mean, even? Uh, it basically puts you in an environment accurate to your relative position when you're sitting or standing. Okay. But in context, uh, another headset did come out as well. So you said you got the Oculus Rift for thousand eight hundred, right? I got the Oculus Quest two, not Rift Quest two for one thousand eight hundred ah, yeah. for the two hundred fifty six gigabyte version, which is probably what you want because you don't want to run out of space on it. Yeah, exactly. But uh, one of the things that I wanted to say as well, not just the Vive, but there was another one as well. HP also has a headset as well. Okay. It's called the Reverb G2. Nice. Which I believe is 2200. Okay. Which makes it one of the best sharp, sharp headsets as well. And it works better than the Vive. Okay. On top of that. Is it a wired one? Do you have to have it connected to a PC? It has one wire. Because you have to connect it to the PC. Yeah. So it has That's to be connected to a PC. So yeah. So to your argument, 
the fact that you don't have to actually kind of this, this is what I love about the Oculus Quest 2 maybe yeah. I didn't say it enough in the last podcast is that first of all it's a standalone device which means you don't have to plug it into anything because even, even Firas goes on to say in his message that wireless is so freeing and it's not a pain to set up and that's why he doesn't use his VRs because he has to set it up every time so he just yeah, yeah recalibrate that's true whereas the Oculus you just put it on and you're playing which is really cool so it's freeing in that regard um, it's a bit limiting but I thought it was going to be a lot more limiting. I thought I wouldn't be able to play games on the PC. But no, not only can you plug it into a PC and let the PC you do have the heavy lifting, as well. you can do it wirelessly as well. And I was playing it. I was playing Skyrim VR yeah. wirelessly. What? Yeah. I didn't know you could do that. You can. you can. I was playing it on the PC. So the PC is doing the heavy lifting. And I'm just in the other room, in my living room, wirelessly playing on the PC oh. with my Quest 2. Now it got interesting. And I think it's really good, this, because it's making VR technology more accessible to people that don't have gaming PCs. So that was my bias mm. showing there because <laughs> I am a huge SGC Wi-Fi boy, so Firas put me in check. Thank you very much. Oh, thanks, Firas. Uh, you know, I think you thought I was going to start a fight, Firas. I was yeah. hoping you'd fight. No, yeah, but, but uh, no, he's right. He is right on that because uh, my only issue with that device and generally Oculus in general is the fact that you have to attach it to your Facebook account. Everyone has one, and if you don't have one, you just make one for it. It's not like you're forced to use Facebook to have it. You just, yeah, but you are, just have a Facebook account. It's the principle, though, Ferris. There, the there are several privacy factors to consider when you're having... You're literally putting something on your head. Your head. Yeah. That has which, a microphone in it, by the way. Yeah. You're technically, at some point, like we're looking at Ready Player One where you have ads popping in yeah. every single time. Do uh, you get adverts on it? No, no, no not, yet. Not, yet. not yet. But you get ads on Facebook for it. Games okay. that are available on it, but, on but your if Facebook. If you don't use Facebook, it's fine. Yeah, exactly. So, they so yeah. No, then there's going to be a time when you might need to log into Facebook on your Oculus. And then what happens? Come on. I Thing mean, is, you know, there this is, is going to happen everywhere. Listen, there's, 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 a, there's a type of person like Kevin and me to a degree that, yeah, th there's the principle of the thing. Yeah. This is my issue with like Mac products. When you buy like, the hardware, you want to own the hardware. Exactly. Right? You but want to now, feel like you own it. You don't want to feel like you're but restricted. But now it's like you more like stuff. you're buying a company product and the company dictates what you can do with that product after yeah. you paid your dollars or whatever for Exactly. It. That's where my issue comes from owning a Facebook product. Yeah. like or, but It's like owning a Mac product, isn't um, it? In a sense, yes, but it doesn't let you do whatever see, you want with the, it. it has the to Mac be... issue is that they don't let you repair it on your own. That's yeah, that, that's if they give people the right to repair their own products, and they don't make it easy to yeah. do whatever you want on it. You have to use Mac apps, Mac stuff. But it has to be integrated like, with Mac, other uh, Mac yeah. hardware. Like people have made like stuff that you can put on the Mac. Like you mine. can, but is it easy? Yeah, I like, do it. There's a thing on the Oculus Quest as well, where like there's something called side loading, which means you can bypass it. You hurt yourself as a developer you develop your own thing by using someone else's source code and you can do it it's just not as easy yeah to do stuff that you should yeah be because it's like you're breaking what app like oh no don't do that that's not what we designed it for yeah but do. the fact i yeah. thought it was so restrictive that you wouldn't you'd only have to play things that are on it so the fact that you can just easily use virtual desktop yeah. jump into your pc and do whatever you want is incredible i think it's yeah, definitely worth cool. the price of 1800 for the 256 no, gigabyte it version. Like, it's so reasonably priced for yeah. what it does as well. Yeah. Yeah. You've I, don't, I don't work for them. You've <laughs> them. No, no, I know, I know. It sounds great. I, 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 I was need just to play it. the anti-Facebook hate was showing. Okay, there we go. All right, yeah. well, so we've sorted it out. Thank you for us. And that is our time. It's gone quick. It's gone quick, hasn't it? It yeah. always yeah. does. Any parting thoughts? Parting thoughts. Uh, Nintendo Direct in three days, Hannah. Yay, I'm excited. So we can talk about that this 
next podcast. I just want podcast. to know what they're coming up with. We will one. be talking about E3 next podcast because oh, it's, it's a week long thing and I can talk about like some of the games that just came out. Oh, definitely. Uh, Exciting. This year and for the next year as well. And yeah, that's my 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 bit for this podcast. All right, and on that bombshell, it's time to end. We'll be back next week with some more nerdy goodness. Until next time, stay awesome, stay geeky, love you, bye.